0: I- I'll admit it. I'm not letting my kids die. I'm
1: somebody that bought a cadets this, and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbor. I'm going to haul him up by a chain. I will eat your ass. I'll do
0: it. You think I like sizing up my neighbor? Guns not chop his ass up. My children are going hungry. I will eat your ass. I'll it be illegal to do
2: gregory brothers on youtube for that song
3: beautiful beautiful making sense out of nonsense finding reason in the unreasonable this is okay hear me out i'm josh and i'm joined this evening by panelists aaron and bob how you two doing
4: panelists panelists <laughs> are you out of Panalysts? your fucking mind
3: <laughs> Panelists. What, what, what do we call it i'm practically Did the main character demoted?
4: i just assume that you guys are the, like my sidekicks and we're like a three-man <laughs> uh batman and robin i have two robins and I think that's... But, is that not how you guys view this? Am I just a panelist in no, your that's, mind,
3: Josh? No, that's how I view it, too. Just, like, just to introduce <laughs> you first. <laughs> Hello, I'm joined I'm, by Aaron, and uh, I am co-host subsidiary sub, or sub, sub... what? Co-host Josh. I don't... I, I
4: already bullied what him about into me? calling me Batman, <laughs> by oh, the princess. way. How good is that? <laughs> Two seconds into our seventh episode, and I already bullied him into me being Batman. <laughs> um, hey, alright, Josh.
3: Robin. Okay, you get to be one of the inferior Robins.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... All right, so Josh, you are the young the young person in of the group. How old are you again? 20? 20,
3: 24. 24. Uh, 95.
4: Right. Yes. Fucking Zoomer. I know. I was, like, still being potty trained when I was 24.
3: Proud millennial. <laughs> what the what? Proud millennial.
4: Oh, just how useless I was at 24 was incredible. But I wanted to ask you, um, because you haven't been around for, you know, that many world events and stuff. Like, you weren't even, like. God, you're barely alive for nine eleven. You don't remember any of this kind of stuff. So I just want to ask you a quick question: Would you consider yourself a science denier?
3: No, I, I, I do science for my job. I like, uh, you know, am an engineer. I do physics stuff.
4: Perfect. So, like, generally, you know, a scientist or a doctor tells you something, then you, you know, you kind of, you know, they, why would they lie? You know, they're just doing their job the best they can.
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, today,
4: we're going to turn you into a science denier because we're going to go through the history <laughs> of some of scientists' greatest predictions that were all mainstream, by the way. And if you, you know, maybe questioned where the, where they were going with some of their predictions, people would uh, scream at you like banshees and... Uh, Tell you that you were a science denier and you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have a PhD. Why would why would they lie about that? You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist.
3: When you say mainstream, what what do you mean by that? Do you mean that like NBC was reporting it on and uh, reporting on it, and housewives were talking about it, or like in the science community, this was what everyone was writing articles about, writing papers about? Both.
4: Both. It has to meet probably both of those criteria. Scientists oh, yeah. are writing about it. There's a bunch of like academic journals posting, like you know, publishing articles regarding these findings, and then also all the Karens of the world all believe it. So that if you say, "Ah, uh, that sounds like bullshit," then they scream at you and tell you how stupid you are and you don't believe in science.
3: Well, good thing the first time that any of this happened was with the coronavirus event, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, You know, it was only now that people started becoming hy- becoming hysterical about hey. science deniers and Masks and all that. We all right?
4: believe in the coronavirus. I mean, I mean, obviously, guys in lab coats told me so. I no think reason, nothing to see here.
3: Non-science denier. So more importantly,
4: yeah. Dr. Bill Gates told us. Yeah, <laughs> most importantly,
3: Dr. Bill and uh, uh, Pope Fauci. There we go. So
4: back in 1970, we're gonna go back 50 years. I don't want to go back before that. Anything before 1970, basically the Stone Age. So you know, people were just like living in caves and didn't know anything before 1970. So we'll only go back 50 well,
3: blockbuster years. blockbuster film, so sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Are you saying all
2: boomers were a mistake? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so our first topic here is we're going to, as we go through the history of science and all of its wisdom that it has brought us, its eternal wisdom. Have you heard about the coming ice age?
3: Like, they're coming out the new Ice Age movie, like it with the, the oh my god,
2: stuff? <laughs> A twenty-four-year-old would think of Ice Age movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, here I've got to read sorry, you. Ice
3: Age, go go on. I, I need some uh, I need some context.
4: Yeah, we'll read you a little article here. Uh, this is the Boston Globe, you know, noted conspiracy theorist journal that you know just pops out. It's basically like the Inquirer, you know, the Boston Globe. Oh, so uh, Thursday, April sixteenth, nineteen seventy. Scientists predicts a new ice age by the twenty-first century. Air pollution hey, may
3: twenty-first century now. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. Oh, dude, all the everything here is something that's predicted to kill us all. Sound familiar? Kill us all in the very near future, and has already come to pass. So, air pollution may obliterate the sun and cause a new ice age in the first third of the next century. We're still in the first third. There's still time.
3: Still thirteen years. Okay.
4: Um. So yes, uh, we so the first clip I want to share is uh here's you know Leonard Nimoy, Doc, uh you know Spock, Spock wouldn't lie to us. He's gonna tell us about the, the Ice Age scare yes. on his really fun little show that he had back in the '70s on the History Channel. Oh, I've
3: heard of clips of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: So yeah, let's listen to Leonard Nimoy talk to us about the Ice Age. That totally happened.
0: The data shows that average temperatures in the Arctic have fallen dramatically over the last 30 years. 30 years. In most locations, the drop has been about 2 degrees centigrade. At that rate, the descent to ice age temperatures could take less than 200 years. It is not only the lonely Arctic that is cool, cooled. The whole northern hemisphere is growing steadily colder. Oh, my stars. There is little doubt that someday the ice will return. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now, is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert.
4: Oh, no. (laughs) So, I know you're young, so you don't remember the ice age that happened. But, yeah
3: this before or after 9-11? <laughs> yeah,
4: obviously. So, oh my god. <laughs> he, that was he the sure first way to, the terrorists tried to win, was with an ice age.
2: <laughs> I like, uh, he, he like, qualified that with, uh, the ice has uh, 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 come and gone eight times in the past eight, or like one million years. And I'm like, man, that, that's a big cycle. And I was like, where are we on that mil- million year cycle? You know what I mean? Like, we only is it have recorded take...
4: human history for 7,000 years. So we have yeah. to do all of recorded human history like 20 times over to hit one, on average, one ice age.
2: Well, yeah, one um. ice age cycle. So we're at,
4: five, we're at the 5% mark for an ice age cycle as far as, uh, you know, like the earliest uh, cave paintings we've ever seen
3: okay okay so they, they paid an actor to say something about uh you know some scientific uh, report some journal about ice ages now that's coming up in the uh earlier than we think the next 100 200 years
4: well no for our grandchildren that, our, our our grandchildren that was in the 80s so <laughs> shit we're hitting those grant those grandchildren are gonna see we're the grandchildren he's talking about
2: that's us Josh. Josh, what would you say to the the skeptic mind, like an argument for just just because they said back then that there was an imminent ice age coming back in the seventies that do, that doesn't mean that global warming isn't uh going to happen now in the future, with with the the current data that we have.
3: It's evidence that uh climatology is still a growing science. Like if you look back at the seventies and eighties in the uh, say psychology or something, it's still a growing science. Then they. Uh, didn't necessarily have the same uh, application of the scientific method, understanding of the biological side of it down, et cetera, et cetera. And um, now we uh, you know, you can look at um, climate change and, or climatology and look at um, you know, understanding variables, variables, understanding what goes into it, and they might have just misinterpreted the data, something like that, or taking the wrong data. It's a growing science.
4: Totally understandable. <laughs> I mean, obviously they got it wrong. The opposite is happening. We're, we're definitely going to global warming. Which we'll get into later, because I don't want you to turn into a science. Wait, wait, what? We'll, we'll be getting into global warming later, because, you know, both are totally okay. real in science. You you do not deny science. Science with a capital S. Of course the not. The religious kind. The re- <laughs> science as a religion. Where if you uh, go against the doctrine, you get yelled at by uh, 18-year-old girls who, like, I fucking love.
3: I'll I'll praise Dr. Bill and uh, Pope Fauci. Yeah, exactly. To lead us into a new age of uh, reason and logic. Yes, go on. And
4: quarantine. We have Dr. Rasool of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Familiar? NASA? NASA scientist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the next 50 years... The fine dust man constantly puts into the atmosphere by fossil fuel burning could screen out so much sunlight that the average temperature could drop by six degrees if sustained over several years, five to ten, he estimated. Such a temperature decrease could be sufficient to trigger an ice age.
3: Wait, weren't there some articles recently about uh, some of the sun blocked out taking a break? How? how, What was the (laughs) response? It's, 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 so was was this article also 1970? Oh, the statement.
4: Oh, the for the NASA one. Yeah, yeah. That was 1973.
3: Okay, I mean, still right
2: about fifty. No, years
3: No, 1971. From then. Sorry, July. Okay, so it's right about fifty years from then. Yes. Uh, this Bob, is you, the article.
2: This is the article that Josh was just referencing on May 14th, 2020. Uh, there was Two a, ago. yeah. Scientists came out saying that uh, our sun has gone into a lockdown, which could cause freezing weather, earthquakes, and famine, scientists say. Uh, The sun is currently in a period of solar minimum, meaning activity on the surface has fallen dramatically. So this is what they're talking about. like um, Solar radiation coming off the sun, solar flares, and, and stuff like that have gone down. Well, then we shouldn't
4: hear about any more global warming. Global warming ended by the sun being in a lockdown. Right? Okay. Or am okay. I just I mean, not like, when sciencey is, enough to understand
3: how that When When bo- is the sun allowed to go to work? Who's, who's the sun's governor? <laughs> <laughs> who's the the, the who's, de Blasio blazing sun. I don't who's know.
2: the county sheriff that's regulating the sun's uh, lockdown notice? Yeah,
4: exactly. Um, well, here, you know, they probably didn't have enough data to know in 1971 when the NASA scientist said it, but in 74. Space satellites show a new ice age coming fast and that's in the Guardian. I mean that's a prestigious newspaper. Wait, what? Okay. The Guardian in 1974 <laughs> said that space satellites show new ice age coming fast. Cuz that's what, you know, once we got we had better space technology then. We could go to the moon then. We can't do it now, but in the 70s, no problem. <laughs>
2: I love the sarcastic tone with with the science or the technology of the day being able to get us to the moon. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah, what I don't gonna... know what you're talking
4: about. <laughs> I'm not a science denier. I am trying to share with you guys so that you understand the perils of our future that these scientists are trying to warn us about because i don't want I want you guys to be safe, you know we're
2: yeah, of course, future
4: generations have to worry about the ice age and the global warming at the same time, you know, and <laughs> uh. You know viruses we're just gonna, we're all going to be dead, and probably there's the vaccine that can fix it. They probably just need to vaccinate the sun and then it can get back up to temp like it's supposed to be
2: <laughs> Perfect, yeah oh okay, God. so, so
3: finally, over the course of four or five years, more and more uh surmounting evidence uh supporting the theory that nights nice age is coming within the next uh, century or so says out am I hearing this correctly?
4: Yes, and then just last, you know, just to really so that we know that it's not just NASA, not just some random scientists. Let's go to Brown University, a published paper by Brown University. And this is December 3rd, 1972. The main conclusion of meeting was that a global deterioration of climate by order of magnitude larger than any Hitherto experienced by civilized mankind is a very real possibility and indeed may be due very soon. The cooling has natural cause and falls within the rank of processes which produced the last ice age. This is a surprising result based largely on recent studies of deep sea sediments. So, people at Brown University looked at some rocks in the ocean and decided that an ice age was coming. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, Aaron, I, th- I think you're overreacting to some of this or over overstating some of this, Aaron. Because uh, all of this is qualified with "this could cause it" or "it's a real possibility" or "evidence suggests that," etc. So it's um,
4: that's all legalese, so you don't get sued for. Uh, you can't just say it's going to happen, or else you could be liable for somebody making a bad decision on it.
2: Exactly. You don't hear the the COVID nineteen model that predicted 2.2 million dead was it wasn't saying 2.2 million will die they're saying most likely or will or you know the same legalese language that they're using here i mean that that's that's the point in all of this they never like specifically say because they can't ever predict these things accurately which is like the cornerstone of science you have to you have to be able to reproduce these results over and over again right (laughs) well bob 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 this was this was a uh if you can't predict uh, anything
3: It's not science. That model for COVID nineteen estimates was based on a uh, a model based uh, with untested, unchecked code, and that was not repeatable. They showed like you throw in the same inputs, you don't get the same outputs out, etc. So that's 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 not science, but, but it doesn't but,
4: stop the news outlets from reporting it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm saying I'm saying for this uh, this whole uh, possible ice age scenario, this is um, you know deep sea sediment that's. That's very different from a computer model with untested code, right? That's, that's more scientific?
4: No, it's actually way dumber. It's even dumber. <laughs> it's even dumber than a computer model that you can just program to say whatever you want it to say. That's my favorite part about a computer model. It's like a computer model based on what parameters.
3: You get to set the parameters. It will say it's like a thousand parameters to it or something ridiculous. Okay, so so with the a deep sea sediment, do they explain how that can suggest a, a coming ice age? I, I know, like you can look at the history of ice ages and whatnot, looking at looking at uh, sediment, geological uh, history and whatnot. But um, you know, predicting stuff or seeing growing trends is that something you can find or Josh, evidence of in deep sea sediment? Josh,
4: you're asking a question that has a logical progression in wondering why they suggested something. So I'm going to answer you like a normal Karen would at any other time in history whenever a scientist <laughs> in a lab coat says something from an <laughs> Ivy League school. Uh, Josh, you don't have a fucking PhD. You don't actually understand. I think they know what they're talking about. There. Is that satisfactory to your, your in- inquiry?
3: Is it, is it okay if I was just like punch you in the face right now? That's is that is that a normal feeling? I feel like it just it's violent urges like surging to the top. It's like what the fuck's wrong with you? Goddamn! Um,
1: honestly that's <laughs> the most serial people that talk killer's to coming me, out. So.
3: Um, okay, so my uh, my pursuit of knowledge has been halted in this tracks. What what's the next evidence of the ice age that you uh, you have? Actually, for us? we're gonna
4: move on from ice age because you know oh, that's okay. early '70s. That already happened. That's '70s science. I mean, 50 years ago. What I mean, we were basically still primates at that point. So let's yeah, move climatology on. Climatology
3: is still a growing science. Okay. Yeah,
4: you know, we, we landed on, on the moon in '68. Right. Totally real and definitely happened.
2: Yeah. Alright, next I mean we we, have... we landed on the moon in sixty eight, right? To give some perspective. Sixty nine. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine, okay.
4: Sixty-nine to seventy two. But we destroyed that technology. Don't worry about that.
2: We guys, didn't... guys, this is this is moon landing science.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That... Yeah,
2: so it's it's the most advanced science in human history.
3: See, back then
4: right? we <laughs> used things like we used really advanced technology that we can't recreate anymore, like a sextant, like a pirate, you know, in a pirate <laughs> ship we used the sextant to make all of our mid course adjustments because we were so advanced in the 70s and the 60s
3: and then they tried to switch it over to digital and it ruined
4: everything i know and now we can't recreate it we had a you know we had a computer with 10 buttons and no screen that helped us get there you know, so don't don't worry about the moon that's the beyond rules. anything that we could ever understand and we happened to accidentally lose all the all of the tapes and definitely can't recreate
3: it, 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 Aaron, this, this isn't about the moon. This is about the Earth. This is about the future of the Earth and its temperatures. Uh, so, so what came after these predictions of global cooling?
4: Well, sadly, as the LA Times wrote, the uh, future of humanity, we were already too late. for. Already too late, dire famine forecast by 75.
2: It is already too Wait, late. Wait,
4: Yeah, don't you remember the famine, the famine of 75?
3: <laughs> Didn't you hear the Eat Your Neighbor clip at the beginning of the show? That's like that's that's the context for that, right? It's okay. Josh famine right now.
4: Josh wasn't alive yet, so I'm gonna read him you know yeah, what happened at the famine of seventy five that we've all heard of, except for Zoomers, you know what I mean? they don't know their history. That damn
2: public education that they're giving I Zoomers know. these days. They don't hey, learn hey, about anything but the private really Catholic education,
3: my my the whole life, and uh, I still didn't, learn any, still didn't learn any history. So, uh, sorry, go on, Aaron.
4: So, in the LA Times, it is already too late for the world to avoid a long period of famine, a Stanford <laughs> University uh, biologist said Thursday. Paul Ehrlich said, and you will learn about this guy in a second. This book. Paul Ehrlich said, the time of famines is upon us and will be at its worst and most disastrous by 1975. He said the population of the United States is already too big. The birth control may have oh, to be accomplished by making it involuntary
1: no! and by
4: putting sterilizing agents into staple foods and drinking water and that the Holy Roman shit. Catholic Church should be pressured into going along with routine measures of population control.
2: Hey, oh you, my world. god. What the it fuck?
3: Sounds a lot like a, This sounds Wait. a lot like another historical figure that we may be familiar with. What the what? fuck is this
2: guy? Who, where did this Dr. guy Bill. come from?
3: He came he came
2: from, from Stanford. Sanford.
4: He was brought here by God to save us from the famine that the dire famine forecast by 1975 that we were already too late for. I, I, I don't know if you guys are... Did you not pass history class? I don't...
2: Wait. <laughs> what was the death toll to the 1975 famine? I totally forgot. Ah, they skipped over it's that. Don't worry bad, about right? it. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a big number. <laughs> what? What what are the estimated numbers from the models? Let's let's go with that then.
3: Yes. Well, what? Oh, okay. Well,
2: they don't,
4: Bob. They don't worry about things (laughs) like specific models or having to prove anything that they said. You just have to to take it as fact, so that you aren't a science denier. I don't know if you guys are learning anything from here. Like, the whole point is to not question this because it's all. It's already foretold by our by our priests and our prophets in lab coats. So, okay.
3: Excuse me, Professor Aaron. I'm 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 sorry for questioning your authority and for interrupting you so many times. So, please please explain to me more about the famine of it's 1975.
4: It's okay. It's a rookie mistake. Questions are not you know tolerated.
3: <laughs>
4: Ehrlich said experts keep saying the world food supply will have to be tripled to feed the six or seven billion people they expect to be living in the year 2000. That may be possible theoretically, but it is clear that it is totally impossible in practice. (laughs) So just so you guys know, it's impossible (laughs) in practice to feed 6 or 7 billion people. And clearly that we've already seen in the year 2020 that having a population of 7 billion people is
3: actually impossible. So, I mean... Wait, maybe they're inflating numbers. Maybe we don't have... Maybe we don't actually have seven billion people on the on the earth. Maybe we only have like five billion. They're just you know making up the numbers. To make us Are they juicing the
2: numbers on the world population now too? Oh my god! <laughs> so to give a counterpoint to that, actually, I think uh, GMO has actually saved our lives when it came to that. I don't actually know when GMO started or like when they took effect and, uh, and and things like that. But typically, when intellectuals like go about talking about these things and and bringing these things up they say that like oh well that 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 problem was solved by gmos and the uh, allowing crops to like you know have better uh, uh output and everything like that um i i don't know where that i don't know if that actually came into effect uh in the timeline quickly enough like because this was in the seven uh like 1970 what uh one or two at this 70. Seventy-five was when it, we were all doomed. That's oh, when the famine okay. yes. started. So, so the question is: Did GMOs kick in like immediately after this report in nineteen seventy, and we started implementing them and and changing like uh, uh, the produce and and all that stuff? Like by by the time we got Amen. to nineteen seventy-five, with billions of people that were on the planet that we couldn't feed, you know what I mean? Well, um, I mean, so the... uh, that that's a take. That, that's something to consider, right? Now for that one. No,
4: not really, because small-town agriculture just, like, all died out because they couldn't get any business, because there's never been a food shortage. There's food shortage in regions, but not, like, overall as a population.
2: Worldwide, yeah, I understand what you're saying.
4: Yeah, there's no such thing as a lack of food, because you can literally grow food anywhere that's not, like, a desert or a tundra. And that's how the world works, but Fear-monger. i'm sorry i'm being a science
3: denier no okay two things one one bob actually uh the timeline does fit up perfectly because GMOs started uh, uh kind of kicking off or becoming a big thing in the early 70s so yes um and uh hey guys Aaron, h- how much
4: you uh, want to bet that uh you know our lord and savior monsanto uh might have funded <laughs> some of these uh studies about the incoming famine and how they needed massive amounts of grant research in order to Kick in with these GMOs to save all of mankind from the epidemic that they put out secretly.
2: God damn it! Uh, that's a complete <laughs> con-
3: that's a complete conspiracy theory. I think you're just the you know telling tales out of school, Aaron. <laughs> no, I, and, I don't. Uh, there was
2: as I'm <laughs> frantically researching who funded
3: this.
4: <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad that you brought that up, Josh, because I don't. I I did that as a joke because no one, no one would possibly be misleading or deceptive. In order to make billions and billions of dollars, like that's not a good enough reason. Most of these companies are altruistic. I mean, haven't you heard the commercials? They're all there for us right now behind sad, piano oh, of course. music. And then it gets <laughs> uplifting in the end because we're all in this together. And you know, Kia has always been there for me, and they're gonna I'm be all here all the hand
2: through this virus. It was Nissan, not Kia. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure they both did the exact same commercial, so whatever. I uh, also want to respond to your, your other comment. Uh, I, I was hearing some stuff recently um, that, uh, I think what was it was 60% of, uh, of, of land is not good or not able to be farmed uh, successfully. And with uh, over-farming land we have right now, that we have uh, 60 more harvests until kind of all the nutrients and soil and land and whatever. All, until that's all fucked. And then we all need to convert to a carnivore diet uh, in order to, uh, to preserve our food supplies. So that, that that's what I've been hearing recently.
4: Uh, no, like, legitimately. I can, I can say you the podcast, uh, it's actually the thing, Do those people not oh realize God. that we invented crop rotation? <laughs> like, it, we,
3: a- apparently crop fertilizer? rotation is not implemented super well. Yeah, yeah, apparently fertilizer is only so effective when crop rotation is not implemented super well in practice in the U.S. Or, like, they do a lot of repeat, whatever, whatever. some Something like that. Um, so, yeah, if we were to do... A better crop rotation or something to that extent it would solve. I don't know. I'll have to realize. Here, I'm going to just uh... bank
4: this quick for you for that one. Um, Let's see. We've been growing shit for 7,000 seasons about. If not more. (laughs) The chances. Just hold on. What are...
1: What do you think the
4: odds are? Just the odds out of the first 7,000 seasons that we just happen to be at the last 60? What do you think the chances are that we just, you know, happen to also have another apocalypse event coming up right around the corner that we all have to do something about because the the ground is going to dry. You know, the place that has a perfect climate for life, unlike any other place in the universe.
3: Um, well, Aaron, I have about 40 years left in my career, which means I need to fund research for about that long. And if there's a good 20-year gap there, then they can't prove me wrong within this time period. So uh, I think 60 years <laughs> sounds just about perfect for uh, me right yeah. now, at least. I think we're converting them already. <laughs> I, I believe in science.
2: Make all your scientific predictions for after your retirement, so that way you don't have to answer any fucking questions yeah. ever <laughs> about why you were I so Or if I do, I can write a book about wrong. it in my retirement. It's always in 20 years. Yeah.
4: In 20 years, it's close enough, but it doesn't give a specific date, so no one can remember it. And then it's oh, you can always say I said in 20 years, and you say in 20 years again, like 10 years later.
3: Well, Perfect. that's what I'm saying about the, the coronavirus event is that that's why it's so successful for uh, to be taken advantage of by media and pol- politicians because it gives them what they don't have with climate change. Climate change isn't urgent; it's the 20 years in the future. With coronavirus, it's Right now, we're all going to die. It's public health. Um, it's an urgent public health emergency. So, uh, yeah, yeah, everything else is twenty years in the future, where you know you can fund some research, but the government can't immediately lock things down.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Okay. I, <laughs> I I was distraught. <laughs> I had PTSD of remembering the world that I was born into in the '80s.
2: I, I can't I can't wait until the. the the climate lockdown that we're all gonna have like we're gonna do like probably like monthly rotations of lockdown where no one can get out of their house or drive anywhere because we're doing it for climate change and we need to clear up the skies and, and the pollution and shit like that
3: well now now it's that greta, greta Thunberg. is it didn't isn't she on some like cnn council for so i don't know
4: there's a cnn whatever. council it, that greta's I mean. on please tell me that's true
2: it, I think well, it was wait, like a it all like, about coronavirus, but yeah, I she I'm was a special a guest on but it. But please,
4: wait. God, tell me there's an actual committee that they needed an autistic 13 year old for. Please tell me an that autistic
2: exists. school dropout, <laughs> might we add, <end>, yeah? <laughs>
4: yeah, right, exactly. Like, oh, my God.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's exactly what you said, Bob. Uh, uh, CNN gets criticism, confusion for adding Greta Thunberg to coronavirus town hall. So, um,. She's part of some panel or whatever.
2: By the way, you're not saying her name correctly. It's Thunberg. Uh,
3: Thunberg, excuse me. Yeah. I really don't... Is she Swedish? Is that it? I don't I don't know Scandinavian uh, diction. Excuse me.
4: Yeah, it's okay. Well, you won't need to, because we now live in an apocalypse. So after the famine of 75, which we were saved by GMOs and our Lord and Savior Monsanto foods, so... Thank, uh, thank God. you, give praise, Lord and Savior, Monsanto. <laughs> you know. uh, in the 80s, it was a terrible time. Why, you might ask? Not because of cocaine and degeneracy, but because acid rain <laughs> killed all the life in lakes.
3: You As- do you not like uh, new <laughs> retrowave music? Or like or
4: that <laughs> synth, wave <you> mean? <laughs> synth
2: wave music? How, how dare you? How could you not like such a good genre?
4: Now, I live in New York, and I've visited the wasteland the uninhabitable wasteland that is the Adirondacks. But I'll just let you know because you still (laughs) weren't born yet because you're so young. Acid rain, which has already wiped out the fish in 107 of New York's Adirondack mountain lakes, is rapidly killing other lakes in nearby eastern Canada, says a Canadian official. Raymond Robinson, deputy minister in Canada's environmental agency, told the first interstate summit conference on acid rain Tuesday his country is determined to fight the spreading problem. We're simply not prepared to contemplate leaving the generations of the next century with tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of sterile lakes. So, you know, obviously you sterilize that sterilize the failed. people, but not the lakes. Yep. That if, yeah, exactly. That's how you save the lakes wait, wait. from being sterilized. You gotta sterilize. <laughs> oh,
2: Dude, that literally um, do we know what like this some... acid rains...
3: Uh, that sounds like some fallout shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Do do we know what's causing the acid rain? Was it like a, a something to do with manufacturing and pol- like air pollution, or it it was air pollution? Air
4: pollution. Yeah. Our our buddy Dr. Ehrlich, who wrote all that uh, insane shit about uh, how we have to uh, force sterilization on the public because of, we can't possibly feed six billion people. That's in practice impossible. Um. So he's. He speaks on uh, pollution. No real action has been taken to save the environment, and it does need saving. Ehrlich predicts that the oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. I live on Lake Erie. It's dead. There's literally no fish in the water. Yeah, I don't go out there every summer on the boat, fish, swim in it. I can't do any of that because it's a dead lake. You know, the greatest source of fucking fresh water on the entire planet. That, that's dead. Yeah, really. We ruined that. So now that you know this, you know, don't come to Buffalo because it's a horrible place with only the greatest source of fresh water on
2: the entire planet. That's toast. This is, this is just the most beautiful amount of sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel
3: like you're laying on a little thick. Um, I, I believe listeners should know that there are, in fact, fish in Lake Erie. <laughs> in Lake Erie. <laughs>
4: I just would like listeners to know that I respect your intelligence more than Josh does. He
5: <laughs> he
4: thinks you're mouth-breathing retards. And although he's probably right for most of you, I have more faith in you because I'm an eternal optimist.
3: Like it's, it's hard to keep straight sometimes uh, which direction the sarcasm is pointing. It's okay, it. Josh. It's, it's not your fault happening.
4: because you were born shortly after this, and as he predicted, the DDT in our fatty tissues... Has reached levels high enough to cause brain damage and cirrhosis I think the, of the uh, liver. Vegetable
3: seed oils. That, that explains the vegetable a Vegetable seed oils of that cause that. that.
4: Yeah, it's not your. It's not about... the fact that you down a twelve pack every day, Bob. It's the DDT in your fatty tissue that's causing brain damage and cirrhosis.
3: Remind, remind me what? Remind me what DDT is?
4: Josh, what are you, a scientist? We
3: don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I don't mean to be questioning we don't the any uh, Go on. There. Go on, professor.
4: All you need to know is that America will be subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. You guys remember the water lines and the food lines in the 70s and 80s.
3: I'm pretty sure I saw it in the movie, right? Um, wait, uh, Aaron, weren't you just telling us earlier that you, you uh, formerly had, had a roommate who um, was, was uh, terrified of water shortages? What oh we god, like
4: yes. I had this. So I had this hippie roommate. Um, there's this great uh, Jonathan Katz, uh, bit about his hippie roommate that played the didgeridoo. do, and so he called her uh. Sticks, and uh, that's when we aptly named her because she was a dumb hippie. And uh, she would be, she would yell at me for like taking too long of a shower, or like she was one of those people that wouldn't flush pee, and so your entire bathroom just smelled like piss. Because she oh, wanted that's to the worst, the dude. water oh dude, it was it was disgusting, so she wouldn't flush her peas. that was horrifying, and it was because she thought that there was a water shortage, even though we live on the Great Lakes because she saw it that and I quote, well, that's what I heard on Twitter which I had to inform her that's all San Francisco and l a retards, and there's no such thing as a water shortage if you live in fucking western New York. Like, I, I don't know what these, I think these people literally think that if you flush the toilet, the water teleports away from, like, to another plane of existence, like, to, to pet goldfish heaven, where, like, all of your, <laughs> like, it's just gone from the planet forever. Like, they don't realize we live in an enclosed system, and the water doesn't just disappear down a fucking vortex.
3: Wait, what what about all the 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 waste of astronauts and stuff that's just thrown out, or like that you know the ISS, all that waste is just thrown out in space? Yeah, what, what that's that? true.
4: That any ISS waste that, is that actually up very quickly right? out of our enclosed system. That's truly the only wasted water on our planet. And with,
3: with the with the ozone layers being depleted, I'm sure like you know a bunch of the the moisture in the atmosphere is just kind of escaping the escaping the Earth planet, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny you should say.
3: Sorry, the ozone.
4: Um, <laughs> uh, cause in Sorry. The uh, 90s, let's go back
3: to let's go back to the acid rain. Um, well. Yeah, is there anything more with the acid rain?
4: Well, no, just that it happened, totally, and we all knew it, they predicted it correctly,
2: and that... Oh, wait, 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 I I actually have something on the acid rain, but let me pull it up Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so I I finally found it here. Uh, In the 1980s, it was acid rain's turn to be the source of apocalyptic forecasts. In the case, it was nature in the form of the forests and the lakes that would uh, bear the brunt of human population. The issue caught fire in Germany where a cover story from a news magazine, Der Spiegel, in November of 1981 screamed, THE FOREST DIES, in all caps. Uh, not to be outdone, Stern Magazine declared that a third of Germany's forests were already dead or dying. <laughs> uh, with a scientist uh, further saying, they cannot be saved. Um, the forests and the lakes are dying already, the damage may be irreversible. From the uh, That's the, the acid but rain acid allegation. Rain? Yeah so that's that's horrible uh, what's uh rip rip germany in all their natural Uh, (laughs) of course not germany is now
3: some (laughs) some giant like uh you know desert metropolis or yeah desert natural desert great
4: (laughs) well Well, did you guys ever take a school trip like or like have you ever gone to europe josh
3: yeah, yeah. I did a semester abroad in Scotland and, and traveled on mainland Europe a decent bit. Oh, you didn't
4: travel to the wastelands of Germany? The Black Forest. That's why uh, they call it the Black Forest, because it just got <laughs> melted with acid
3: rain. I was I was in tube. Berlin my whole time there and uh <laughs> asleep on the bus ride there. So um I, I kinda missed the whole countryside of Germany. Um okay, so the Black Forest is like, you know, it's just the wasteland. Great. Yeah, these are
4: all like academic journals and shit too. This isn't like just madmen predicting this. This was talked about on the news endlessly. Famine, acid rain, uh, ice age. You know, it's the seventies. I, I know we were cavemen, but you know. So then we get to the nineties.
3: Saying we've gotten a bit more creative now. We have Iran and nuclear threats. That that's a bit more exciting than uh, a bit less easy to disprove than acid rain destroying all the forests in the next, next actually five years. We should right. learn.
4: We should learn about acid rain. Directly from the news, who always reports
3: facts, ex-
4: everything the, we need to the
3: know. the mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of the academic, uh, as as they call the news. Sorry, uh, go on with the ni- 1990s. You're saying,
4: no, 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 before the 90s. I, I almost skipped ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. we still didn't learn about yes. our history before, right before, was Bob before I I were born.
3: Born.
2: okay,
4: before when acid rain took the world.
2: Yeah, we have an acid rain clip here, right, CBS. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: CBS is going to tell us about acid
2: rain. This is from 1983.
3: Is this just like calming rain sounds to study
2: We're to? my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I started that prematurely. I'm going to roll this, though. Send these messages. In the
5: news, lakes without life. New York's Big Boost Oy Lake bae. is one of hundreds of lakes that are dead or dying. What they say is plant life are being killed off by contaminated rain. We'll be back with
3: acid
1: rain in the news. <laughs> <laughs> this is in sync
2: with my Fun,
1: mechanical. Mini
2: fine product. Okay, we got a commercial in this. Um, oh yeah, the commercial is in the middle for
4: breakfast cereal because they have to sell you the product in the middle. But God,
2: fucking Procter and Gamble trying to kill the
3: vegetable and seed oils and breakfast cereals and fucking <laughs> shortening. Sorry, well, go on. We'll get we'll get to the
2: food pyramid here in a second, Josh. You just chill out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna very excited. Fin- Yeah.
5: (laughs) Here we go. I'm going to roll. In the news, acid rain looks, feels, and smells like any other rain. But the water in acid rain carries poisons like sulfuric acid. That acid and its effects have been blamed for killing fish and plant life in hundreds of lakes in the northeastern United States and Canada. Scientists say the acid rain starts with factory smokestacks and exhaust from cars and trucks. Those fumes mix with moisture in the air. The mixture, they say, forms high over the Midwest, then falls back to Earth as rain in the East. Acid rain has made the water in some lakes too acidic for fish to survive. Big Moose Lake in upstate New York looks great from the surface, but underwater is another story. About 30 years ago, residents started noticing that fish in the lake were dying. Today, very few fish survive there at all. Dr. Dwight Webster, a scientist at Cornell University in New York, has been working on breeding a strain of brook trout that's better adapted to surviving in acidic lakes. But he says his work can only provide a short-term solution. A report delivered this week to the head of the Environmental Protection Agency is believed to say that the best way to reduce acid rain is to force factories to cut back the sulfur dioxide that comes out of their smokestacks. I'm Doug Poling with continuing concern over acid rain in the
3: news.
2: What is the 80s? All we have was synthesizers. We didn't have anything I, else to make sound effects. This is 1983. Those are pretty hype sound effects, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, you weren't born yet. <laughs> me, yeah. This is pre-internet. It, this is the best we could do. I don't know
4: what to tell you. If if Freddie Mercury wasn't there to fucking soothe us with his voice, that all we had was synthesizer sounds.
3: So I, I'm thinking that there's a giant like foley artist strike, and they just had to replace them with synthesizers in the meanwhile. I don't know.
4: Basically, it was as, it was Great. as good as we had. So yeah, um, as you know, all the fish in New York are dead except for the radioactive resistant fucking acid raiding super super fish. The part of the Toxic <laughs> Avengers crew.
2: The acid salmon. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god! It's just a, it's just a temporary solution. Gee, I sure hope they got that under control. Otherwise, we'd be eating fucking acidic fish all of a sudden. I'm I'm
4: really sorry, oh. Josh, that you were born into this world that we left you. This destroyed hellscape of famine, acid rain, and nonstop blizzards and ice. So <laughs> well,
2: you well, do well, live in what, Buffalo. Me, no. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't.
4: Well, I wish we would get a couple famines because we got a lot of fat chicks. <laughs> Making your, my concern uh, is that you're food, still in the eighties. Chicken 80s. wings and roast beef sandwiches is not oh, a great Jesus move Christ. if you want to get laid. Just, just, so you know.
3: <laughs> but but you're you're still in the eighties with uh, historical events right now. I I'm concerned that there could possibly be even more. That, that that was ruined the world before it comes to 1995 in my life yes what, what's what's next
4: uh, we're yeah we're going through the history lessons so let's see here y- yes. 1990 besides quicksand which we were all terrified about for uh, in <laughs> Indiana
3: 90s. Jones came out okay that's why because fucking <laughs> Indiana Jones and some quicksand uh, scene do you remember right?
4: quicksand being a fucking plot point in every
2: show in the 90s yeah I do! Dude, it's still a <laughs> plot point. It was a plot point in the most recent Star Wars, dude. No way. Oh, it was, yeah. They did space, job of, yeah. sand, uh, fucking quicksand? That's how they found that stupid fucking knife that was... Yeah, that's how they found, like, the, the tracker to get them to, like, the secret super Death Star planet that Palpatine was on in the newest, uh, the ninth episode of Star the Wars. the one? Yeah. Wait, it,
3: quicksand it, in the newest one, too? Yes! Why? <laughs>
2: it was in multiple movies? <laughs> oh god
4: <laughs> jesus thank god i didn't watch any of that
2: trash <laughs> anyway sorry to bring up star wars i know it's a sour topic it's
3: you know george lucas dies in a pit of quicksand um sorry, <laughs> go on
4: he already died of acid rain, famine in a block of ice <laughs> where do you think they got a the idea for han solo being frozen in that fucking carbonite it was from the ice age that was going on at the time
3: frozen. Walt Disney who's definitely actually cryogenically frozen going to come back in 100 years. Um sorry, go on go, go on with uh whatever your next uh the next important event in history. Well,
4: in the late 80s there's this yes. thing, this mute this type of music, this archaic music type called uh hair metal. And I, I love it, yeah. They you know, the, everybody had big hair, jer- Jerry curls, fucking huge, you know, basically just flowing locks. And uh they needed a lot of hairspray. Now the downside oh, to a lot yeah. of hairspray is a lot of aerosols <laughs> in the air and that
3: Kill the ozones.
4: Killed the ozone layer. See, we're up to Josh's history now. Now he understands
3: like, the
2: importance <laughs> yeah. of I the science. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Josh, you're just gonna lay down and take these insults like that? <laughs> is that insults?
4: <laughs> he's he's I was just teaching a history. It's not. no insult at all. You know. I'm trying to
3: come into this with an open mind and an open uh, art. I don't know. So now, well, open mind. Let's, let's quit my inflection there. In the
4: 90s, because of refrigerators, air conditioning, and hairspray, we created a hole in the ozone layer, which is a layer of O3 that shields our Earth. Now, where this hole was... Not directly above Wait. the countries using the hairspray. Directly over Antarctica.
3: Didn't that heal recently? Like, come back or something? Yeah. I, I could have sworn I read an article that like the ozone layer that's above yeah, Antarctica. They keep like, talking about it because you know,
4: they have to pat themselves on the back because, you know, carbon tax and uh, you know, social distancing now is uh, helping fully heal <laughs> the ozone layer over Antarctica. <laughs> a place that Google Maps doesn't even have a fucking picture of, but somehow we have uh, heat images. The, the ISS doesn't go over it, but it has uh, heat signatures over top of it to tell how much ozone there is. Got it. So just so you know, that's where our technology is at. We can, we can sense the ozone over it, but we can't take a picture of it.
3: We'll, we'll do the Antarctica, Antarctica another episode. Oh, uh, I can't wait. From there
4: if we can you get guys a, are in nice for a fucking um, episode when we <laughs> talk about Antarctica. Josh.
2: Let me explain to you how the ozone layer healed itself from between it's, yeah, the I'm late 80s adulting. to now. Yes. So there was this big hole in the ozone layer, right? And the fact that all of our atmosphere didn't get sucked into the void of space and we all suffocated in dramatic fashion, uh, that is the reason why we, 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 it has healed itself, right? Wait, what? Wait, sorry, can you repeat that? I, I'm sorry, uh, if you're putting holes in the ozone layer... There, there's nothing that that is what like protects us from like you know outer space, right? The cold void. Yeah, no, well, gravity
4: does. Gravity keeps all the mal- air molecules down on the planet, so well, we it, it protects us from
3: you know radiation and whatnot, or uh, certain forms of radiation from the sun. I think, right?
2: Certain forms certain of
3: radiation. Wave well, wave wave lengths. I mean, like some of the worst yeah. UV stuff. I think, right? Some some of the, the more uh, um, cancerous UV radiation is... is, is I, I'm not very familiar with like ozone layer stuff. I, I think that's one thing it's supposed to do, right? Well, if you believe... Saves you from c- skin cancer.
4: If you, as long as you are capable of taking the word from the Ice Age acid rain and... Uh, what else did we talk about? Shit.
3: I, I believe you've been a, a respected doctoral scientist who have enlightened yeah. us with their research and predictions regarding global cooling acid rain and... Uh, what, the, God damn, what was the other thing we were talking about? Famine. Quick famine, 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 quicksand. I don't Sorry, know.
4: I'm too hungry to. My brain's not working right because I'm starving to death because of the famine from 1975 that we haven't recovered from. We it's can still only going feed on. six billion people.
3: <laughs> Better be looking at your neighbor's ass.
4: <laughs> so those people, as long as you can take their word for it, that's exactly what the ozone does. The thing that you can't test or prove yourself, and you just have to kind of believe on faith that it exists.
3: Okay, so, sorry. So, um, aerosols and uh, refrigerants were uh, killing the ozone. Yes.
4: Over Antarctica, yes. That makes okay,
3: sense. and then we got a, bi- a big whole uh, global Me Too movement, and after telling its story of, of uh, abuse, the Earth was able to regrow its um, atmospheric hymen, as it were. Thank God. Now we can okay. Beautiful.
4: Yes, that's exactly what happened in the 90s. So, you were born under a Radiated, irradiated, frozen, acid rain, starved planet. Um, yes. Because of the radiation from the hole over Antarctica, and you were—that's what you were born into. And then now you'll that remember on, okay. this, because right. right after that, that's where we get Al Gore, the hero. Al Gore. <laughs> Fuck Al Gore. Sorry. Go warns on. us that polar ice may be gone forever. And that global warming <laughs> is come to take us all. We've gone past the Ice Age now. We're now past the Ice Age. And this is, this is a consensus, guys. So I don't want to hear any naysaying. The scientific community has come to a consensus because science is a, up to a vote and not about objective reality. It's just about... What the consensus
3: um is. aaron you just don't live in florida you don't understand that water levels are rising homes are disappearing you don't live in jamestown in virginia the what the the original settlement it is underwater right now if you go there not 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 the tourism place if you go there right the original settlement it is underwater right now sorry guys. i know uh, miami, Be- a, miami uh, beach uh, is basically
4: the new atlantis you guys all know about the <laughs> yeah. drowning of Ni- miami beach right
2: <laughs> i mean it was supposed to happen by now, right? By 2020? It was supposed to be underwater? Well, that's I feel like why every... banks, that's why they fund
4: those condos that everybody builds right on the fucking beachfront, because they know that in five years it's going to be underwater, so giving a 30-year mortgage on a fucking $20 million <laughs> condo is a really good investment. <laughs> right? Am I misunderstanding go into economics because I'm not an economist?
3: Uh, yeah, because you, you don't live in Florida and you don't have a degree in economics, you clearly do not know what you're talking about. You should you should just listen to the experts. Speaking they of listening
4: to experts, experts, let's listen to Al Gore give us an amazing prediction.
3: What's Al Gore's expertise with uh, climatology? What, does he have like a degree or something, or just he? I'm you know, pretty sure he's a uh, doctor.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> Dr. Bill. He's oh, climate okay, Jesus. Okay,
4: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You were alive for this one. I don't know why you don't know this, but he's he is a climate Jesus.
3: I just remember my parents making fun of him. Sorry,
2: go on. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and roll the clip then.
4: Oh yeah, just roll Bill or uh, Bill, Doctor Bill, Al <laughs> Gore talking about this.
1: It's hard to capture the astonishment that the. Uh, experts in, sci- in the science of ice felt when they saw science this of minimum ice. in 2005, which meant that uh, the amount of ice that had melted, it's been roughly the size of the continental United States, minus an area roughly the size of Arizona. Nothing against Arizona. But the amount that melted in 2005 was equivalent to an area covering everything east of the Mississippi River in the United States. Then, when the real shock to the scientists came was in 2007, when this happened. Their phrase was, it fell off a cliff. Uh, And then the extra amount that melted was this much. Now, this this covers the area of ice. It does not cover the volume of the ice and Bob Carell referred to this. The US Naval Postgraduate School has a team that integrates the US Navy's nuclear submarines that go under the ice cap and satellite measurements that are calibrated to work with it. And based on that they said actually 2008 had a smaller minimum probably than 2007. And these are Figures uh, that are fresh. I don't know if they've been. Uh, I don't know when they were released, but I just got them yesterday from uh, from uh, Dr. Vasilav Maslowski at the Naval Postgraduate School. And this is the volumetric record of the ice. And uh, some of the models suggest to Dr. Maslowski the that there is a 75% chance that the entire north polar ice cap during summer during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. And Bob used a figure of 2030 and the volumetric analysis leads this uh, Dr. Maslowski to make that projection. We will find out. Uh, when, when is this video from?
3: 2009.
4: So That happened uh, at maximum Two years ago, no more ice caps. In so
2: the summer. that maximum four years. So didn't he said five to seven years. Yeah, he so said five to seven years. Seventy-five percent will have go, disappeared. Right. Yeah. So four years ago, we, we should have lost a total of seventy-five percent of the the ice cap volume. No. Seventy-five percent chance
4: that during summer we'd have uh, zero ice caps.
2: Yes.
3: Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Two two things about that. Um. Uh, firstly, I will say the, uh, the guy I know who talks the most about climate change and what a problem it is, is a coworker of mine who's retired Navy. Um, so just with all that Navy stuff, that's, that's what, uh, uh, immediately comes to mind. And, um, uh, oh shit, what's the other thing? Whatever. Sorry. Uh, so what, what were you two saying? You
4: constantly tell that guy he's a guard because you should.
3: Oh God. I, uh, I just, uh, I'm a polite skeptic. Let's say that
4: you are polite You're way too polite You're me. Actually- it honestly makes me feel bad about
3: myself. This thing called millennial non confrontation, uh you know, <laughs> where we have social anxiety about uh talking straightforward to anyone. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's because you're old co <laughs> wait, are you technically a millennial at twenty four? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the I'm on the lower end, but uh like like culture wise and, and life experience wise, I relate a bunch more to millennials and Zoomers. Like someone 10, 10 years older than me, I relate to like culture and experience by so much more than someone two years younger than me
2: it's weird
4: i'm like the oldest millennial and you're like the youngest millennial that's literally where we're yeah. at
2: i think we will continue to refer to you as a zoomer though yeah you are a zoomer okay, fine. I, I
4: don't i don't even know what you're talking about definitely a zoomer. <laughs> you can't have a show it's, with it's funnier that way josh fucking disgusting. i know that uh, okay. Can you think of anything um, more useless than a podcast with three millennials fucking just listening to themselves talk? Jesus <laughs> Christ! A
3: podcast, a podcast with also, three let's all boomers? give ourselves a pat on the back. So let's uh, three print <laughs> some participation tro- trophies for ourselves.
4: <laughs> Good call. A podcast with three boomers would be fucking insufferable. Oh God. God.
2: Let's get Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, and Rush Limbaugh to make a podcast together.
4: Okay, wait, I changed my mind. I I want that to happen immediately. A podcast with Boomer sounds incredible.
2: People keep telling me bullets aren't edible, but I think I'll find out once they do that.
3: Well, they
4: have to be because we're in the middle of a famine.
3: Yeah OK, okay, so we just heard a clip from Al Gore. Al Gore, uh, recipient of a Nobel Peace Prize, um, recipient of a primetime Emmy Award, recipient of a, uh, an Academy Award for Best Documentary for An Inconvenient Truth. This man has credentials.
4: Oh, of course. He's And yeah. Well regarded, and everyone knows that the Earth heated up and now And now uh, our planet, our mother Earth, is destroyed from global warming.
3: uh, that's what i was thinking of well and the biggest Uh, the
4: biggest predictor and and as you all know the oceans have swelled up to take over most of the east coast so i'm sorry your beloved home has been mostly washed away by the oceans rising
3: well that was the 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 movie um day after tomorrow is that what it's called it's effectively that right yes that's what happened in the last like uh 10 years Yes, that is
4: where we're at. If only if you follow mainstream. If you're not a, if you're a science denier, you might not believe that. But if you aren't a science denier, then you realize that we had an ice age, an acid rainstorm that killed all life in lakes and forests. We famine, had a famine. Don't forget about that. And yes. then we destroyed the ozone layer, bringing on a period of global warming. That melted all of the ice caps, and now we're all underwater.
3: Well, just wait in five years, it's gonna be really bad. Yeah. So
4: just so you know,
3: the, oh, your and children, your children's children. Think about
4: them. Really funny thing about the stupid global warming. Uh, we have a glacier, glacier national. Na- wow, glacier national park, and it uh had these signs up. That Glacier's said, gone, right? What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it had signed up right? that this, said, this is like a... by the year 2020, yeah. said, unfortunately, by the year 2020, these glaciers will be no more because of man-made climate change. And they had to remove them all. <laughs> and instead of having the <laughs> dignity to just be like, we were wrong, they, <laughs> they just now replaced them with, someday soon, these glaciers <laughs> will be <laughs> gone.
3: Oh, that's great. Oh yeah,
4: just look up the Glacier National Park sign removal. It's the funniest shit you'll ever look at in your entire life. God, I can love. We, can we it. go
3: there and like film a video that's like flat Earth quality and like that type of conspiracy? But just, uh, just film like this glacier. There, there was a sign here five years ago. That said it was gonna be gone by 2020. It's 2020 now, and it's still here. They replaced the sign. It's a big cover up. What do you mean by that. flat go Earth quality?
4: What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to imply do I mean, the, the, You mean the, super high quality? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I meant uh, with a, a uh, high scientific rigor and uh, very, very... It's it's not a, an entertainment piece. It's not a drama piece. It is science. Sorry, I'm um, going... The, go on, the
2: quality of a homemade space rocket that you kill yourself in. That's what that I meant. Kind of yes, quality. that's exactly <laughs> what I meant.
3: Very, very homemade and very manic. How about that?
4: Now, Josh, if you are one of the lucky ones, if you're one of the one percenters that does happen to have um, I
3: have neighbors, sure, yeah. Science
4: has <laughs> developed a perfect nutrition plan. Now, this... Carnivore diet, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except this one's more perfecter. This is the food pyramid. <laughs> the food pyramid was okay. on, on the back of every cereal box. Oh,
3: yeah, no, I grew up with the food pyramid. Yep,
4: promoted at yeah. all schools. And so here... Now, science has perfected this, and I'm not a science denier, so this is what I try to live by every day, which might be why I'm 350 pounds and have diabetes, but probably not because I'm eating so healthy. So every day I have six to 11 servings of mostly bread and pasta, (laughs) then... Once I've really energized myself with all that pasta and bread, I move on to a shit ton of fruit, just in case I haven't had enough sugar yet. <laughs> enough
1: sugar, yeah.
4: Maybe some vegetables if I'm feeling like it. If I like them, you know. Yeah, no one needs them really that bad. You know, they, you know, they're putting out on there to posture. But three to five servings of vegetable. Don't go overboard. Barely any meat don't don't worry about meat and any protein honestly in general like not like a slight amount definitely get your little bit of dairy in with all that bread because we've got to sell breakfast cereal because that's really good for you apparently and Jesus Christ and then also make sure that sweets are part of your diet but are used sparingly
3: your, your one Hershey's bar a day and your one uh, tablespoon of yeah. canola, oil, canola oil. There we go. A Snickers that's, a
2: that's day keeps suggesting. the doctor away. You know that fucking saying. <laughs> I, I remember that in school, actually. I remember hearing yeah. that.
3: A Snickers a day keeps the something that almost rhymes with Snickers away. How about that? <laughs> There's your ad campaign.
2: <laughs> keeps the snake oil salesman away. Yeah, okay, there we go. That's,
3: that's much better. That's that's much uh, more respectful. I don't have
4: the pizzazz that our... our TV stations and our local scientists have to, you know, promote the food pyramid. So I do have a nice commercial showing kids, you know, to really get you really get through to kids that they should eat mostly breakfast cereal and a tiny bit of protein because protein that we got to stay away from. But bread,
2: mostly bleached bread is how you live a
4: healthy life.
2: White bread, sliced white bread, right? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that, isn't that the best for you? <laughs> of course.
4: <laughs> oh my god, the bleach gets all the toxins out of you,
2: and then dairy too. So you wait, wait. So there's dairy in that too. So you can add the the Kraft sliced cheese in there. So <laughs> that is that is healthy. Um, you know, they didn't say hardly any protein. So just let's, let's just do a white bread and and sliced craft cheese sandwich, and I think that's like peak uh, food pyramid. Health, yeah, bread right? and
4: cheese, and then just I, I, uh, half a jar of jam to get my fruit my fruits in.
2: Oh, and then the sweets, to wrap it up, so a dessert, so a cookie or two, or some ice cream, maybe. Of course. Knock and out, the, knock out the sugar and potatoes the dairy and at the vegetables. same time. So yeah, we got potatoes and vegetables, so just what the a fuck? shit ton
4: of potatoes and fruit, and then Bread and pasta with a, maybe one egg, if I'm feeling Randy. And then uh, milk, just a shit ton of milk and cream, and uh, a little bit of candy. Because, you know, you got to treat yourself for eating so healthy.
3: This is the <laughs> FDA, right? They, they came out with this and like, promoted this it like This is the Surgeon General.
4: This is like the fucking <laughs> Surgeon General's recommendation for a healthy diet. This is what was promoted to all of us for 30 years.
3: So for a normal elected politician like mayors of New Orleans, they get thrown in jail once they're, like, you know, found out for all their corruption shit sometime after their terms. The Surgeon General, that, that's, that's an appointed position, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, right.
4: it's not elected.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not an it's elected position.
4: It's an appointed thing. You to yeah, Zero
3: accountability. After he after this asshole tried to kill America for the, the 20 years or you know, 20 years, 10 to 20 years that this was the primary reference, the, the, the pop culture popular reference for what is a diet in America. Trying to kill everyone, zero consequences.
4: Yeah, I mean, the, basically the entire thing is, a, is an ad for breakfast cereal companies. It's fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, fucking Procter and & Gamble. And it was put in front of us by the Surgeon General to promote breakfast cereals as the model, the peak model
2: of fucking health. Like, it's insane. This shit was taught in schools, by the way. Fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah, no, I remember.
3: It was taught when I was a kid in school. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's... Oh, wait, is this the... I think this is the new one. The new food... So so they, they couldn't, like, release themselves from the branding of a food pyramid. So they have the, the new USDA food pyramid that they came out with. And uh, I was I just forgot exactly what it looked like, or I think there might have been multiple versions over the last 20 years. But um, the one that I found is a HuffPo article from uh, three years ago. And it's it's like, it's a plate that has, uh, what was it? Fruits, grains, vegetables, and proteins in indistinguishably equal quantities. So it doesn't like even mean <laughs> it. It's slightly more vegetables, slightly more grains. Probably like 30% of each of those and 20% of the but uh. indistinguishably equal quantities. And then uh, dairy, but it's in different shapes. You don't know how much that's supposed to be. So <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not it's proportional. meaningless. And it's, it's practically the exact same thing as the food pyramid, just like in a square or in a circle. It's a circle. It's a food it's a circular pyramid because they, they, they couldn't release themselves from the goddamn name of a pyramid because somehow pyramid means diamond. Somehow pyramid means health. Somehow the USDA is a goddamn pyramid. Fucking. Sorry. Um.
4: Wait a second. Are they still suggesting 30% bread?
3: Uh, that's, that's what I'm seeing as of 2017. Well, grains. Bread and pasta. Jesus. Oh, oh that was it. Sorry. They, they had the, the My Pyramid. Do you, do you guys remember uh, this at all? Did you ever see this? I think I was in middle school or high school when they started coming out with this.
2: It's not a pyramid. That's no, just like a list of things with us. like... That's just like a list of things with like a ramp that it like dies into the horizon. You know what I mean? It's, you know my yeah, theory it's still is It's
3: indistinguishably that? equal quantities of everything. So, like, I don't... It's meaningless. I, I
4: honestly think they just kept the branding pyramid because, you know how hard it was for me to find the original food pyramid? I think I wanted to hide that shit because it's so bad. Wait, was it
3: really? Kind of. Like, that shit was everywhere, like, you know, more than 10 years ago. To
4: find, like, an article on it was impossible. I could only find, like, the image. Images. The only thing is, like, basically they were promoting carbs are good and fat is bad. And that's why they came out I mean, with margarine it, yeah. and
2: all that bullshit. Wait, are you trying to tell me that margarine's not...
3: Are you trying to tell me not Hydrogenated, Sorry, not polyunsaturated. It's the hydrogenated oils that are just straight up trans fat. Margarine shortening, straight up trans fat. Fuck them.
4: What do you have against trans? What do you have against <laughs> trans people, Josh?
2: Are you telling me trans fat is bad?
4: Josh discriminates oh. against fat trannies.
2: I'm gonna have to toss out all that margarine I've been eating all these years. What the fuck?
4: Yeah, yeah, the zero <laughs> calories.
2: Hey, I, I just got a big thing of coconut oil
3: today, completely replaced vegetable seed oils for my life. Voila.
4: You just oh, gotta send God. me your diet. I just gotta do whatever you do, guys.
2: <laughs> I mean I mean like the, the the healthy diet thing is still like up for discussion, right? Aren't like fucking retards out there saying that the the only thing healthy to eat is like pure fucking meat for, like, all three meals, like, everything, like, what was it, Jordan Peterson's daughter putting pushing that, like, carnivore diet or something like that, where it's like, don't eat any vegetables, don't eat any potatoes, don't eat any fruit, just meat, just eat meat all day, every day. Hey, bucko, clean your room, and then when you're done <laughs> cleaning your room, bucko, uh,
4: make like a lobster and eat nothing but fucking steak <laughs> and lobster, Oh I'm not a head. Okay. I'm totally insightful.
3: <laughs> so, so I've been I've been listening to the uh, Fundamental Health podcast with uh, Paul Saladino MD, and um, he he uh, he does functional health and interviews a bunch of other people who who uh, do diet and functional health stuff. And he is a big advocate and does the carnivore diet himself. And effectively, um, the premise of the carnivore diet is that uh, it's it's twofold. Um, one that with um, with just parts from animals and, and uh, animal products, you can get all of your necessary all of your necessary micronutrients. So like if you eat organ meats, you can get all of your necessary vitamins and minerals and like it, it technically can be a balanced diet. And uh and animals uh, or meat um as opposed to uh say dairy or something where there're a ton of people out there that are lactose intolerant. Whatever, something like that. Meat um it's a lot more likely that uh it will lead to inflammatory inflammatory stuff such as auto, autoimmune conditions, which is why uh, Jordan Peterson and his daughter had gone on it because of autoimmune issues. And um, that was that was cleared up. And for apparently a lot of people, that is that is the case. Uh, It's very hard to do a balanced carnivore diet. And of course, it's super fucking weird to just eat meat for all three meals. Um, But but the consensus that I'm hearing out there is that the ancestral diets such as paleo are the uh, the general or, or on average healthiest.
4: Yeah, I'm down with the paleo diet. I think that's about right. Yeah. It, the Hunter gatherer, eat, gather real foods, type eat of like diet. real,
3: eat real foods, not processed foods. That's that's the the yeah. right there. That's yeah, yeah
4: and like, mostly like uh, like protein is fucking amazing for you,
3: basically. Yeah, eat, eat protein, vegetables, uh, some whole grains, and uh, make sure make sure you what get your micro- micronutrients from whatever else. And get some uh, fresh
2: fresh red meat, some fresh poultry. Don't yeah. get like salamis or bolognese or any of that other like dumb it's, bullshit. It's processed
3: meat. Uh, yeah, it's but uh, pretty much. Whole foods, um, and you're, you're good. Red meat's supposed to be very, very good for you in general, Uh, and it's, it's not – yeah. Sorry. Go on.
4: You, you guys want to know what, the, honestly, the best diet advice ever is? Do whatever the opposite of your stupid fat girlfriend wants you to eat because that chick will <laughs> fucking ruin your life. <laughs> Chicks will eat, like, five times a day, and if you're anything uh. like me, you have no self-control and you'll just eat until you want to fucking kill yourself because you're so full. And girls will eat like five times a day, and I just have to just be like, "No bitch, I'm not eating any of your any more food. we're definitely not getting pizza again. we're definitely not the no' we're not making toast with this, like
3: not eating positive mac and
2: cheese cheese just just yeah. cheese um mac and cheese, eat your mac and cheese guys <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> that's another crockery yep sorry uh. by the way, <laughs> mac and cheese is probably the least healthiest thing you could eat for yourself it makes you depressed it's bad for you do not eat it whatsoever especially just like for a meal right i know kids oh, love god, it yeah. just don't like, no do nutrients. it there's no nutri- like nutritious value in those things it's just pasta noodles and like powdered stuff that turns into like a cheese substance when you add milk and butter <laughs> to it like oh my god please people do not eat mac and cheese it's fucking horrible for you if you learn one thing coming to this podcast, <laughs> it's such a good oh,
4: substitute God. for your father's affection.
2: I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was that was a bit deep on that one, but I'm just saying like <laughs> it's okay for a shortcut meal if you're like you're pinched on time and you just don't have anything in the house to eat, but fuck, do not, you know, don't rely on it it's 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 horrible for you like if you're going to eat stuff like we've evolved into what we are today over millions of years by being hunter-gatherers if you revert to that uh that style of eating and the and and that diet you know that's probably like the healthiest you could ever possibly be when it comes to a diet
3: with the hunter-gatherer stuff and paleo uh one reason that's looked at so um so in depth or with uh, such confidence is because we have uh, evidence of large populations over large periods of time being very healthy with these diets. Uh, it's it's very hard to have like controlled studies these days with diets. That's, a, that, that's one ex- one reason that people looked a lot to ancestral diets. But um, okay, so so we have the food pyramid, and we looked at two newer versions of it that have not changed uh, substantially really over the last twenty years, and it, it seems to be pretty much still what the, the FDA is uh, throwing out there for what the hell the average person is supposed to eat. Um, what. What comes after the food pyramid? Food pyramid. What? What is the? Uh, what is the moral of the story with this?
4: Oh, we died of a virus. We're all dead.
3: Anybody? Th- oh, thanks. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's that's the Go-go. end of our right. story. I mean, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to be a science denier, and I'm not, I wouldn't dare to, you know, pretend that I know what I'm talking about in any regard at all. But, you know, I do, I am the descendant of people who survived the. The Ice Age famine with the acid rain that then superheated the world. And then when we came out of it, ate nothing but bread and a little bit of sugar (laughs) and fruit. Um, You know, I try to avoid eggs as much as possible. You know, every uh, every organism on the goddamn planet eats them. But, you know, if you want to be healthy, don't, you know, don't touch an egg for God's sakes or any protein for that matter. And uh, then we can live the perfect 2020 lifestyle that we have today if you survive coronavirus.
3: Just give me some of my, my uh, Hewler Soil and Green uh, meal replacements. I'll live here in my little my little uh, studio apartment pod, unable to go outside as my, uh, as my bubble boy sensibilities make me afraid of the virus. And uh, I will thrive for the rest of my... Um, a short life because overpopulation is an issue, so I'm gonna kill myself at the age of 35. Okay, um,
4: yeah, the uh, 15, uh 15, 15, 15. well, your generation's the future, Josh. I just want to look out for you. You know, history, so you're not doomed to repeat it.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, no, so that's I do appreciate the history, actually.
2: I felt like you just summed up the future of all Zoomers so well. <laughs> oh,
3: geez, nice. so imagine kids like, <laughs> yeah. imagine these fucking high school, middle school kids, and grade school kids just like miss a whole, like, most have a semester of school or more, and then some aren't going back to school in the fall because. Fuck! I don't know, and uh, they're just gonna get screwed out of their minds for how to live a life and how to live outside and what, what you know what's actually scary, what actual threats in the world are.
4: Well, I mean, you know, why would you want to go outside? Acid rain looks, smells, and feels exactly like normal rain. <laughs> so they made you. They figured out.
3: <laughs> they figured Probably out, out a way. That
2: little section in there. Yeah, yeah. Is that like that an asymptomatic there.
3: virus? It's it's like it looks, it smells, and feels just like your normal life, except you have a virus that's gonna kill you and everyone you love.
4: Yeah, it's always. <laughs> it, you can't you can't sense it. You you have you can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't touch it. But it's there. We
3: promise, and it's killing no, we, everything. We, we can see it. It looks like a multi grape. Yeah, remember. Yeah.
4: That's how they did acid rain. That's how they do coronavirus. Dude, do you remember does anyone remember just as a Wait, wait are you saying acid rain was an
3: actual threat? Wait, what? Sorry, okay. That's, no. Are you saying acid rain wasn't an actual threat? Uh, okay, I think people get the point. Sorry, closing thought, Aaron.
4: You were, do you guys any of you remember radon gas and they'd have radon gas detecting people that would come to your basement to try to see if you had radon gas, which was a colorless Wait, what? odorless gas that could totally kill you and they'd go isn't down like a... with their ghostbusters equipment and go like fucking wave a wand around for a second and be like no nah, you're clear that'll be 100 bucks
3: isn't radon gas like one of those inert gases they put in chambers for, for various chemical reaction stuff
4: yeah but it was found in people's homes you know they had you had to have Does a crew come in and pay them 200 bucks so they could you know wave a ghostbusters wand around and you know deem that you were safe
2: i think uh the only thing I know about radon was that like it was stuff that was like studied in like the like er, like very early nuclear physics and uh I I think it was actually used as like a, a health supplement back in like the early like 1900s and stuff like that what? <laughs> Yeah well yeah, a lot of things where okay. people were literally ingesting like radioactive materials back in like the 1930s because they had they they thought some way that it gave you like some like medical benefits to it well, so. thank God
4: we learned our lesson and that science has pretty much been fail proof the last 50 years, as we just discussed, discussed. Again, it's uh,
3: nu- nutrition and climatology and whatever else are, are growing sciences. And by, by this point in 2020, <laughs> we are an enlightened society who has you know, a, a full uh, grasp and understanding, and uh, of course, full uh, publication and media outlet for the truth of these sciences. Um, and any, any closing thoughts uh, from you two for uh, our discussions here for the, the uh, you know, past doomsday events of the, the last 50 years?
2: Uh, I just want to say that I, I'm sorry that we have doomed your generation, Josh, into this apocalyptic hellscape that we have created over the past 50 years. But with all of the, the ozone layer depleting... And the the ice age and and all of these things accumulated. I'm just I just apologize. It weighs on my conscience every single day, knowing that my kids, my kids' kids, are are just going to be irradiated mutants that won't have anything to eat and can barely survive.
3: Uh, apology accepted, I guess.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: my closing thought is, uh, please, guys, in the future, look at any any article that you see <laughs> with like. <laughs> an ounce of skepticism because as fun as it was being really sarcastic this whole episode, science is fake isn't gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: and uh, my, my advice coming out of this is uh, don't eat mac and cheese it's going to kill you and fuck Procter and Gamble. Thank you for listening. This has been OK. Hear me out. Good night.